All right, our question of the day is, what are conversations that you should be having with your partner before you get married or enter a long-term commitment, whether that's moving in together um, or just you know committing to a long-term partnership? And I got some feedback from you guys which was great and there's definitely some big ones um, that I noticed kept coming up and I think all but one of these people is married so if that does not tell you that these are important things to have conversations about then I don't know what does Um, but the big one that every single person said was finances every single person said finances and like at the beginning of their list was finances (laughs) Um, I know like there's been marriages that have broken up over finances you have to a decide you know are you going to do a joint bank account are you going to keep things separate are you going to pay off your debt before you come into the marriage I know some people kept finances separate and so once they pay off their personal debt then they'll talk about merging their finances together or one partner pays for the utilities while the other person pays for the mortgages or they split things 50 50 like there's so many different ways you can do it but it's not how it used to be when you got married and just you know everybody combined the finances um so that's a huge one also you know i think we maybe don't we're not so quick to talk about our debt and you know in the early times of your Uh, relationship because why why would you bring that up but once it comes down to it like you might have student loans that they don't know you know the extent of or you might have credit card debt or you might thinking about my plumbing issue like you might have something like crazy that just you know was a big expense that you didn't foresee that you're going to be paying off for a while car payments um you know uh medical hospital bills anyway but things like that you kind of you need to be upfront about and especially if you are planning a wedding because then you're going to also have to decide you know is do you have family that's helping you pay for the wedding or is that something that y'all are going to be paying for out of pocket and so are you wanting to take out loans for that or do you need to be on a tighter budget the next on the list is kids you know yes or no do you want to have kids just the basic yes no Um, But then I think there's more to that conversation that people don't realize that they need to have along the way because there are people that are going to struggle with infertility issues. And so you kind of have to decide, you know, to what extent are you committed to trying to have a child and what are you open to? So are you open to IVF? Um, Are you willing to adopt? Are you willing to foster children? You know, looking at your different options, if you cannot maybe biologically have your own child, you know, would you be willing to have a surrogate? But talking about those different things ahead of time until instead of when you're in the moment and you probably are very emotionally exhausted at that point, um, maybe your hormones are going, you know, different things like that where if you've had an initial conversation then that gives you something to go back to remember when we talked about this do you still feel this way and then along that same line with kids like how do you want to raise them so how do you want to raise them even your your pets i know that's you know but like your parenting style or do you want to raise them in the church or you know are there specific things that you feel passionate about maybe even education if they're going to public school um 
you know, discipline, things like that. Again, just kind of making sure you're on the same page before you do um, bring a child into the world. Someone else said politics. Now, I think, um, I feel like you'd probably be more inclined to be in a relationship with somebody who has similar political views as you, but not necessarily, um, because I have seen somebody who's, they, they have very differing views, but they're able to make it work instead of fighting all the time. And so if you can be respectful with your person, then I think that's great. But I think for me personally, like if we disagreed on the big issues, I don't know that that is somebody that, you know, depending on what it is, but you know, there's, there's those big political, like hot button issues that you might want to see if you are on the same page about, because if you're not, it can make things difficult depending on the situation. Uh, holidays and extended family expectations. So that's another one, like holidays. Are you going to both sides of the family? Are you doing your own traditions? Um, I think that's a big one is like the, you know, the in-laws, like when, when do you go do things with them? And, um, like what's, what's the priority level of that? Like (laughs) how often are we doing that? Are we doing that once a year? You know, thinking about times like that, that again, probably don't come up until it's, you're in that situation. Um, religion kind of how I mentioned before in education as well. Um, taking care of aging parents. I think that's a very that's a good one for sure. Um, I'm gonna have Lauren on here in a little bit, and she's actually gonna talk about that. One of or her mother-in-law recently suffered a stroke, and so she's moved in with them, and that wasn't something that they really thought about happening this soon. But in general, thinking about you know who in the family is gonna take care of aging parents at what point. Um, you know, are they living with you? Are you paying for them to stay in a home? Would you be willing to pay for someone to, you know, come in and take care of them? And I think some of that's obviously going to depend on the individual situation. But again, like how much of the responsibility are y'all going to shoulder together? Let's see. No secrets, period. So I, I could see people feeling differently about this. Like, do you tell them absolutely everything? Or are there still like little things that you keep to yourself? Um, but no secrets, I feel like, is going to give you a stronger foundation just because like that's your other person that knows everything. And, you know, you're going to have a more open and honest relationship as you move forward, I think it would be easier, um, to handle some of those difficult situations if you are not keeping things from people, because you're not, you're not going to feel like they kept something from you, and then you're going to have those trust issues later. Uh, communication, I think would be a big one, uh, that somebody mentioned, and for me, I think the communication part is, Like, how do you, like, what is your preferred communication style? Like, how do you prefer to be talked to? Or like, when you're upset, 
how do you not want to be handled but like how do you want to be approached you know do you need time to cool off do we sit here and hash it out no matter what it's the whole you know like do we go to bed angry things like that but thinking about um having the conversation with your partner about like how you best would like to be communicated with and let's see how how you fold towels and load the dishwasher that's a good one Uh, I think you know that's kind of one of those things that you start to learn as you move in together there's like those little differences that you don't realize that are going to drive you nuts until you're in it Um, children again if they want to have them how they would raise them and household expectations this is another good one household expectations like who's doing the cleaning who's doing the cooking again are you splitting things 50 50 are you doing you know does it depend on who gets home from work first does it you know who's if somebody's at home all day you have a stay-at-home mom what are the expectations um because I feel like if you don't have that conversation, then again, you might have somebody that's going to end up being resentful, which becomes a problem that could potentially be avoided. I think this is why premarital counseling is so important. I mean, obviously you don't have to do it. It's your own choice and you can have a lot of these conversations on your own. But I think if you are having these conversations before you get married or even before you get engaged like if y'all know this is headed somewhere serious and you're having these conversations along the way if you don't agree on deal breaker non-negotiable things then you could potentially avoid you know getting divorced later on and I think you know you as an individual also have to sit there and think about what your non-negotiables are instead of waiting till you get there in that moment and they can change as you get older like you know how I feel about uh, marriage and kids and things like that has has changed and adapted as I've gotten older so it's okay if those things change but you know checking in with yourself every now and then again especially if you are in a relationship and thinking about those conversations that you do want to have even though they might be uncomfortable at the time but it could you know save you from having a really uncomfortable time (laughs) later on I'm gonna have Miss Lauren on now to share some of her personal experiences so I have a question for you um did you and Dustin talk about what it would look like when your parents got older and like let's say they couldn't take care of themselves anymore no <laughs> and I really wish we would have. Okay, so so what is life like now that you have your mother-in-law living with you currently? Yeah, so you know, we didn't talk about we talked about a bunch of very important topics. Um don't get me wrong, like I've also known them forever, right. so it's a little different. But um we did talk about some pretty important, you know, you do need to talk about kids, like marriage, those types of things. What I want to do when I die or Mm-hmm. Like, do I want to be cremated, buried? Am I going back? I like how your world? hands are flying. Yeah, because obviously <laughs> I want to be over cremated. There, I want to be thrown. <laughs> um, as I'm like doing the gesture. Um, but one of the things that we didn't talk about was like, because I come from a family with five. Yes. There's five of us. So, and we all know my sister, Tara, I know you're out there. <laughs> you're going to be the one to take care of them. You get the um, And she would be great at it. She's yes. very nurturing mother she'd be great at it she's patient we all know I have no patience again while I'm not I'm 
I wanted to be a teacher. I learned really quick. You have to have patience. I have none. Um, I've gotten a lot, though, as I've gotten older. But I still, in my personal life, have no patience. So probably not the best. Well, Dustin is a little different. So he's he has more of an expanded family, mm-hmm. as we call it. He's got stepsisters um, and a half-sister. And then he's the only child for his mom um, So and his dad. So, um, no, 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 mom, because he has a half sister. I know, I was like, I'll get this right eventually. (laughs) So, (laughs) so recently, you know, his mom had a stroke a few months ago, and our whole life kind of changed. And she lived about five hours away, and it scared the heck out of him. And he couldn't get to her. And so we all decided, and I say we all, me and Dustin, Mm -hmm. and I do feel bad because feel like we kidnapped her and she even jokes about it we joke about it now um because she was in the ICU for a week she had to go to in um inpatient rehab so we we moved her here during this whole thing so basically she was in the ICU in her where she's from and then we moved her to where we live for her inpatient rehab and that way she was close by we could visit every day we could support her but then we could go back to work because Mm -hmm. we do have to make money <laughs> especially if she's gonna be living with right us. you have an extra guest <laughs> yes we, now we have an extra person so we really gotta make some money um so this all happened she gets out of inpatient she stays with us and um she's basically we're moving her in and she knows it we all know it we just have to figure out what is the best route to take mm-hmm. um and i live in a i think it's a 1200 square foot house um and it's three bedrooms two bathrooms living room kitchen with a dining attached or whatever but there's no like separation like it's Mm -hmm. very open when you walk in and then the bedrooms it's pretty small and we're right across from each other in the hall so she took my guest bedroom i still have my other room for my closet and my workout that i never work out it's more of a clothes hanger but um my peloton is in there uh, <laughs> i've gotten a little bit better but she's moved in so and i try to make it as comfortable as possible i you know i redecorated the guest room so that because she stayed with us in the past so she knows it's our guest bedroom mm-hmm. and i wanted her to feel like she had parts of home so when we um grabbed a few of her things from her house i grabbed some of those things that would maybe make her feel more at home um, like a picture of her mom and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So we redecorated, but we are going on month three. Yeah, yeah, this is the third month. Um, it's a lot of learnings because she's still living inside the house. There's three adults living in a 1,200 square foot home. Um, and we're kind of in the country, so there's not a lot to do. And she can't drive, so she can't, like, go and, like, take herself mm-hmm. somewhere. So no matter what, like, we're – it's – I keep joking. We're a party of three. Yeah. Like, yeah. We are a party of three now. And normally that pertains to whenever you're having a kiddo, well, I'm an adult kid. <laughs> um, but she's very, you know, independent and stuff. But she um, – it's been great, but it's been very, like, it's learning – how to live with another adult which has been very hard I've you know me and Dustin have lived together for 15 years Mm -hmm. just the two of us um and we have a routine Mm -hmm. and we both are kind of OCD on different levels and so you know it was a break in the routine and we're learning to deal with it but or how do we add her into our routine Mm -hmm. so that she's not feeling like a burden because I will tell you in the beginning you could tell 
because she's not elderly. Um, you know, my mother-in-law, she's only 60. She turned 61 this Saturday. She's young. To me, that's young. She's not elderly. Well, it's not, yeah, it's not We're like not she, she had a chronic something yes. that, that she can't take care of herself, so y'all moved her in. No, it was, was out something blue. that came out of yeah. nowhere, and then now y'all are living in this altered yeah. state that you never discussed, because yeah. yeah, you she, never thought it would be we, an issue. We yeah. never <laughs> thought we'd be there, because um, honestly, like, we joked about, like, I knew once I was in Dustin's life and after I met his mom, I was like, oh, she'll eventually be with us. Yeah. Like, cause we're her people. Yeah. Um, and Dustin's the only kiddo and she's, I mean, he is a mama's boy. So I knew eventually, but I was thinking like elderly, like yeah. way down the road after we've done our whole shebang and, and you know, and I, I will tell you like, she's she was very independent too so i can't even imagine like life change for her mm-hmm. as well because she walked five miles a day she lived in her a house you know she t- took care of her garden she mowed her lawn her husband passed away two years ago so she's been like on her own truly on her own for two years but she's been out there building a life mm-hmm. for the entire almost the entire time me and dustin have been together so this is her home and and you know we did kidnap her a little bit and <laughs> bring her to decatur but she um she's she's adjusting very well in the beginning though it was i could tell she thought she was a burden well yeah so and she would even say she's like y'all are young you're married like i feel bad like and i was no. like it's fine like yeah. me and dustin are old souls anyway yes. so you're fine <laughs> i was like that's not it we just have to figure out how to make this work and for now you're in the house like this is what it is she's actually progressed really quickly um and gotten you know she's driving slowly and we don't let her go too far but she's starting to drive again so she's recovering really quickly she was very active before so we think that has a lot to do with it but she still had a brain bleed less exactly. than three months so ago. even if she feels better it's like come on yeah <laughs> yeah let's still take it slow yeah. Um, but we're looking into a couple of things to give her some more independence. But I would say the biggest thing that has been the change is, you know, I've had to learn to be patient with Dustin and then um, make time for ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. because she is there. So, like, we did a date night where we booked a hotel in Fort Worth. And so we went out and did things in Fort Worth and we stayed out in Fort Worth. Um, and it was truly like just me and him and it had not been in so long and I didn't realize Mm -hmm. how much of a toll it takes. So all you moms and dads out there, like kudos, because I can't imagine like us just to break away for that one night meant a lot to us. So, which is why y'all need to do it. (laughs) Parents out there. Yes. Or if you have other people living with you. Okay. So then I guess my question would be. Looking back now, what conversations do you wish you had? I wish we would like. Have what are the important? But yeah. like, are there any things that came up in the midst of this that you're like, oh, that would be good advice for somebody else that they should talk about that? I guess. Yeah. So something that came up because unfortunately, death. That yeah. whole conversation. And me and Dustin both looked at each other, and I thought he knew what I wanted. He has no idea. And we've no, and I started thinking about. It. I was like, we've never talked about. It. He doesn't know I have a file that says in case I go missing which might be a good thing. And then I have another <laughs> file that says in case I die. 
Yeah. And so that way he knows exactly what to do and who to call to yeah. empty my nightstand drawer <laughs> and who to call to take care of the animals. And, you know, and, I, and I'm I'm a little morbid in that way. Like, I have that kind of stuff. But I think it's because you want to take care of the people who are still yes. here. Yes. Yes. I'm an empath. And I, yes. I do. I like to, yes. like, take care of people. And I don't want anybody to be sad. Exactly. Like, I And he had no idea. He goes, you don't want a funeral? I was like, yeah. I want a party. Yes. <laughs> and I want everybody. You better have margaritas, chips, and queso at that yes. party with an extra shot and extra cheese. Um, yes. And I want to be cremated. And... and that's after they take as much as they can yes. from me. So, yeah. and he did not realize I was a donor. So that's I so would crazy say, like, yes, and we've been together for fifteen years. <laughs> yes. I, we both were laughing about it. It was a great conversation. Yes. Um, we were in the hospital. We were having it. We were trying to like just distract each other. And he goes, after all this, Lauren, like we probably should talk about like what we need and what, yeah, like what are the plans? Like, do you want me to pull that plug? Do you want me to keep you? You know. And his is different than mine, and yes. that's okay. Yeah. Like, and I think like we should have had that conversation. Right. <laughs> I mean, we've been married eight years together, fifteen years, and never talked about it. And he did not know that I had the files. And I swear I told him, but well, maybe what, I did. I was gonna say, but you might just assume yeah. because you're like we've been together. Of course, yes. of course, I've mentioned that. <laughs> yes. So I would say that's a big one. Yeah. Is you know the death conversation mm-hmm. and the living will mm-hmm. um, and what you want. And if it's a DNR, then it's a DNR and they've got to respect that. And then once you've had that conversation, you know, do something with it. So that's something that I learned is we've had this conversation with um, his mom. Mm-hmm. She's told us before, like here, like here's, you'll get this, here's all the paperwork, blah, blah, blah. She's never gone to a lawyer and she's never gotten anything notarized. And so when we were in the hospital, we learned, you know, Dustin is the power of attorney, but he's not legally because nothing's been notarized. Mm-hmm. And so we learned that way, you know, through this whole experience that we, we you got to get it legalized. Yeah. You can write whatever yeah. in a will, but until you get that stamp, it, it's not valid. So that's something that we learned. Yes. Um, the other thing I would say is I wish we would have talked about... Um, living like where we wanted to live Mm -hmm. and I like I said and you know earlier another podcast I want to travel I want to see the world and I did meet the complete opposite of me (laughs) and that's my fault that I fell in love with him but it's my fault fault fault. I freaking fell in love Um, that I freaking fell in love with this guy but he does not want to travel he hates traveling um you know he does like he he wants to do a vacation, but his vacation, let's go to the beach, sit out, and it's got to be in the U.S. And it can't be, he doesn't, he's very uncomfortable, he's afraid to fly, like, and I'm like, no, I'll go on, like, across the world. Um, so I think, like, the living, like, wh- whether or not your mobility is open, mm-hmm. or if, like, hey, I just want to live here. And, you know, we had some conversations, and he was very, like, I want to live in Texas. Like, I would live you know as long as it's in texas but as we've gotten older he's gotten more and more like no i really like north texas mm-hmm. i like that because uh, i was like okay corpus christi blah 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 or austin or san antonio so you know and so then we have to compromise and have adult conversations when those types of things come up especially if like your work is you know you may get moved or you may have to be re- relocated that's something you guys have to talk about mm-hmm. way in advance mm-hmm. because it will be an issue. You think that it's not and that somebody's going to, hey, like, 
I got a, this amazing job and it's the best career move in the world and you think and you assume that your partner is going to be supportive sometimes they're not yeah and it's not their fault because their thoughts matter too right yes. like they may be in a career that they can't move or there may be some like restrictions that or they may just be stubborn like my old man but <laughs> um but you guys should probably talk about that before you get married or before you even go to the step of moving in yeah like that that to me is a pretty serious step and so those would be some of the conversations I, think those are I mean, on top of the normal, like, right. kids, marriage. No, but, like, it's because you're learning from experience. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in again this week, and until next time, stay sassy.